Well, welcome back to Ask a Monk. Next question comes from DeLong on Deck, who asks, Do you ever miss the former life you had in the States? Sometimes, do you ever have the urges or desires to partake in things most Americans consider normal, like, say, going out to eat at a restaurant, or maybe just going to a movie? Um, first of all, the funny thing is I'm not American, um, and the only life uh, of any length that I know in America is my life as a monk, which uh, I don't particularly miss. That's not, I think, your question, but, um, you know, as a monk in America, I was arrested and put in jail and accosted by the police and so on. So it was a, a difficult life. Um, but I think you're asking more about my life in Canada, because I'm from Canada. Uh, so in general, I don't like to an answer questions about my personal life or my personal um, path and so on. I, I don't think that's really the point. Um, but the point of this question, I guess, is um, you know, in regards to what to do about these urges and the curiosity of, of what a monk uh, does about these things and how a monk overcomes these or a meditator. Um, and I think that's key. The The only reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now is because I started practicing meditation. And I think without meditation you could never overcome these uh, these desires, these urges, uh, wanting to do useless things, wanting to do things that only bl bring um, ephemeral pleasures, uh, but but in the end leave you, you know, only wanting more and with a muddled and confused state of mind. Um, you know, the, the urges come up, uh, but I think clearly through the practice of meditation you are able to separate the two. You're, you're able to separate the, um, the, the, the parts of the, the attachment or the desire. Uh, you know, a, a lot, for me a lot of the old things that I used to uh, do, um, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess, sort of what, what was normal, but more the, the things that I was passionate about. Let's put it that way. Um, from, from myself, I was a rock, uh, punk guitarist, a rock guitarist in a band. Uh, I was into rock climbing and some sports and 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 so on. Um, and it was really difficult to give those up, but on the one hand, but also incredibly easy. It was interesting because at the on the one hand there's this desire that comes up to, to do these things, and on the other hand there's a knowledge that that's a, a conditioned phenomenon, that that's something that I've you know developed over the years. It's the same as anger, it's the same as um, many of our, our negative or you know un, unwholesome uh, emotions. It's something that that doesn't lead to you know just because you have it doesn't mean you have to follow it doesn't mean there's any benefit in following it and this is what we really miss we think that when anger arises it means someone's done something bad to you and therefore you have to get back at them or 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 attack or you know do do whatever it takes to get rid of the uh, un unpleasant situation and the same goes for our desires we have been trained and conditioned to believe that uh, our desires are a um, perfectly valid reason for us to chase after things. If you want something, that's a reason 
for you to go and get it. Uh, through the meditation practice, this changes because you, you know, you look at it. I mean, it's it's really quite obvious, actually, that um, you know the the, the 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 desire is leading you to ad attachment and addiction. Why would you want to cultivate that? Uh, clearly, it's a uh, a conditioned state that that is wrong, that is un um, unprofitable, and so instead of following it, you you don't repress it, but you 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 look at it and you 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 know you stay with it. So you want something, and yeah, you want something, and this is something that is very difficult. It's it's the key to the Buddha's teaching is to be able to see the wanting, to understand it, uh, to see that the 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 uh, phenomenon for what it is. It's something that has arisen and it's something that will cease. Uh, rather than than extrapolating upon it and saying, therefore, I have to this, I have to that, I have to chase after it. Uh, it's something that I think most people don't want to do, but that's based on their conditioning. I think if we were honest with ourselves, we would, you know, and, and that's the thing, can you be truly and, and completely honest with yourself, which most of us can't. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're perfectly happy to, to delude ourselves that, we, that we're somehow meeting with happiness. Um, and so, and this is because we don't have the ability to, the clarity of mind, the focus of mind, the ability to uh, see things as they are um, based on our, our lack of meditation practice. This is why in the beginning it's very important to do an intensive meditation course as opposed to you know, doing a little bit at a time um, because the intensity of it, not the intensity but the uh, intensive nature that it's, it's completely meditative allows you to pull yourself up out of the mire of the conditioning uh, and allow you to, to come up and onto dry land so to speak and, and be able to look down so that when the conditions come up, you're able to be be more objective. Because for most of us, it's it's just impossible. The desire comes up, and we're gone already. We have no skills in this in regards to seeing things clearly as they are. That's that's what the meditation practice is for, and that's why it's so important. So uh, I hope that helps. Um, I think that's I, I've said, talked about it before. The the key is breaking it up into its components and being able to separate them. That you know this one is the problem. This one is not a problem. When you when you want something, uh, you know it's it's a problem in the sense that it's suffering. But in, until you act upon it, it's not going to cause uh, uh, it's not going to cause addiction. You know if you if you watch the wanting, the pleasure. The, and the, the, the stress that is involved and so on, then it, it's not really a problem. Uh, you, you, you come to see that it's a problem. You, you will come to see, oh, this is not good, and you, you'll, you'll let go of it, and you won't give rise to it anymore. That's really the key. Um, and and, and this, this realization, I guess, before the, the, the wanting goes away, uh, is the realization that, that it's only wanting. This is the, the first... Uh, goal in the meditation practice. It's not the final goal, but the first goal is the realization that these states that we have inside are not a reason to uh, to 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 act. Um, it's not good for us to act upon them. The
the realization that you know, just because I want something doesn't mean I should uh, go and get it. The, the wanting, um, the wanting of things, is not a good reason to chase after them, and and w which leads to this ability to to examine the wanting and to come to uh, to teach yourself um, the, the true nature of the desires, and therefore to 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 let them go peacefully. It's not about repression. It's not like I still want to go rock climbing, but I'm just repressing it. It's uh, you know coming to realize that um, the desire for anything is is really quite useless. It doesn't lead to peace and and happiness and freedom from suffering. Uh, difficult and um, probably undesirable for most people, but that's why most people go round and round and round. Uh, that's the the point, really. So, thanks for the question. All the best.